And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is Play by Play coming to you live here on this Friday. It's the end of the week, and we're happy to be here with you all today. Casey Jisco with Coach Brian Colley. We're wrapping up our Play by Play week with a fun show, a show that will really touch on a lot of stuff. We're going to talk girls basketball playoffs. We're going to talk boys basketball playoffs. We're going to talk baseball. We're going to talk maybe a little softball. Then, of course, we're going to get into college and pro and everything in between. In the next segment of the show, we've got Chandler Guitros, who will be joining us for his usual Friday at 11.45 interview spot. It's opening day for the Tarpons. They kick off their – not kick off. How do, you, how do you say it in baseball? It's not kick off. Um, opening pitch. Opening pitch, yeah, I guess, yeah. would be for them out in Cecilia. So the Tarpons will be playing their first game uh, tonight. Um, <clears throat> then we've got – uh, a segment where we'll talk maybe a little bit about baseball and softball at noon. Then at 12.15, we've got Damian St. Pierre on, and who knows, we're going to get in some trouble with Damian. We'll talk some bitty. We'll talk all kinds of stuff. Sure, we'll make fun of the Pelicans a little bit, talk some WWE. And probably me. And probably Coach Colley. Um, yeah. Last night on the girls' – oh, yeah, and also at the bottom of the show, we've got our weekend predictions. Um, last night, girls' basketball – um, we'll start with the two brackets where local teams play, or the three brackets where local teams played, but then we'll kind of open up the umbrella and get wider and tell you all the results. In Division Two Select, and it wasn't any contest, Vanderbilt beats Buckeye 66-14. to They punch a ticket to the top 28. They got the game into running time in the first half. They're going on. They're going to take on St. Louis in the semifinals. St. Louis beat De La Salle 70-45. to That game will be played March the 1st, which is Wednesday at 445 out in Hammond. I'm told St. Louis is really, really good, and that's going to be a huge challenge for Vanderbilt in the semis. That remains to be seen because, man, the Terriers are just dominating everybody. Buckeye did not have a chance from the opening tip, just pressing and getting out in transition, scoring at the rim. That was a, a very impressive showing from the Terriers last night. Yeah, uh, and, a, and a blowout from the start. And that was the theme, I think, of last night. And when you look across the board in all of these games, not many close games. You might have had a handful of games that were within 10 points. After, besides that, I mean, it, it blowouts and one uh, – well, I'm, we'll get to it uh, soon, but one major upset. Lafayette Christian gets a win over Hannon, 71-47. to They'll take on Peabody in the semifinals. Peabody beat Bolton 38-29. to So, big win for Lafayette Christian there, setting the stage, moving on into the semifinals. Now we go to Division Three select. We had a local team there. Unfortunately, Homer Christian School picked a bad night to play some poor offense. They fall 33-13 to against Episcopal. And I say poor offense. Look, we should give Episcopal some credit. They also played really good defense. Episcopal gets the win. They were feeding it inside. Homer Christian had a bunch of opportunities from the outside. Episcopal was sagging into the lane, daring them to shoot. They couldn't break the top off of that zone. Episcopal gets a 20-point win. But look, I talked to Kathy after the game, and she was real about it. She said, hey, I started an 11th grader. Three eighth graders and a seventh grader, you know, and we lost <laughs> a team full of seniors by twenty. So you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. Homer Christian School's got a bright future, and I'm sure she's uh, probably give them off a, a week or so, and I'm sure she's gonna get right back at it with that young team coming back. That's gonna be a lot of excitement for that basketball program. So Episcopal now take on Holy Savior Menard. They beat Glen Oaks sixty to fifty four. So that'll be one semifinal matchup. The other will be Isidore Newman. 
and Parkview. Newman beats Glenmore 38-30 in the quarterfinals. Parkview defeats St. Thomas Aquinas 49-46. So uh, that's the semifinal matchups there. Now we go to Division One non-select where we had, if my LHSA brackets will load. Here we go. Number one, Walker gets a 60-33 win over Chalmette. They'll now take on Ponchatoula, who defeated Zachary 65-57. Walker and Ponchatoula on any given year could be a state championship caliber game. Those two teams are facing off in the semis. Then we've got the two versus the, th the three seeds on the bottom of that bracket. Number three, Barb defeats C. St. John 73-59. They'll now take on Parkway, who defeated Natchitoches Central 58-24. So that brackets one, two, three, five, as the power rating numbers pretty much hold true. Non-select Division Two, Wasman, the number one seed, gets a sixty-one to twenty-four win over Bastrop. They'll now take on South Beauregard, the four seed, who rolled past Lagrange fifty-nine to twenty-one, and that's coach was saying a night of blowouts. The bottom of the bracket, we've got the two seeds and the three seed, um, all still alive. Number three, Bruley defeats number twenty-two Jennings fifty-two to twenty-eight. They'll now take on number two Albany, who beat West Feliciana sixty-seven to twenty-two. So. Four quarterfinal games in Division Two non-select, all of them blowouts. Um, Division Three non-select, number one Rose Pond gets a 66 to 51 win over West Saint Mary. They'll now take on Union Parish, the five seed, who defeated Westlake 47 to 30. At the bottom of the bracket, Winfield, the 11 seed, upsets number three Springfield 65 to 49. They'll now take on Amit, the two seed, who rolled past Bogalusa 74 to 42. So the 11 seed Winfield stays alive and punches their ticket to Hammond. Uh, we go to Division One select now where we have uh, Chalk, Chalk, Chalk. Number one, John Curtis defeats Liberty 85-59. to <clears throat> They'll now take on number four, Scotlandville, who beats Ben Franklin 66-40. to At the bottom of the bracket, St. Thomas Moore, the number three seed, rolls past Warren Easton 53-28. to They'll now take on Lafayette, the team that you said to look out for. Yes, they get sir. a win over Huntington, 51-41. to 41. So that's 1-2-3-4 in that bracket. <clears throat> Division 4 select. We had uh, Central Catholic stay alive. How didn't we talk about Central Catholic? They get a 56-44 uh, road win over Wachita Christian. So congratulations to the Lady Eagles. They get a big win. Now they've got a tall task. They'll be asked to take on Southern Lab, the number one seed out in Hammond, 68 to 49, or 68 to 19, rather. They beat Delta Charter yesterday. So that's Southern Lab and Central Catholic in one semifinal. In the other semifinal, we got Hamilton Christian, the sixth seed, who beats Highland Baptist 51 to 46. They'll now take on number two, Northwood of Lena, who defeated Cedar Creek, Cedar Creek 67 to 37. Um, Let's see which ones do we not read. Division four. Division four non-select. Non Here this we go. This is the big one. This is where we've got an upset, a big upset. The number one seed, White Castle, gets crushed by Oakdale, fifty-four to thirty-one. The number one seed goes down. Now they'll take on Oakdale. Will take on Arcadia, who defeats Homer, fifty-six to forty-two. So that's a nine versus four. The bottom of the bracket, the chalk held up. Number three, Oak Grove, <clears throat> defeats number six, LaSalle. <clears throat> Excuse me, thirty-five to twenty-six. They'll now take on number two, Lakeview, who defeats East Beauregard 58-55. to We've got two more brackets to read. Division 5 non-select. Fairview is the number one seed. They defeat Hicks 89-46. to uh, And they'll take on number five, Reeves, who defeats number four, Midland 44-41. to 
the bottom of the bracket, the six seed Florian gets a mild upset over number three, Gippsland Coleman, 53 to 52. They'll now take on number two, Hathaway, who defeats Anacoco, 58 to 48. And now the last bracket is Division Five Select, where we have Oak Hill, the number one seed, rolling past family community, 73 to 14. They'll take on number five, Plainview, in the semifinals. Plainview defeated Claiborne Christian, 73 to 54. At the bottom of the bracket, uh, J.S. Clark defeats Avoyles 56-15, and they'll, they'll now take on Family Christian, the two-seed who defeated St. Joseph's of Plosheville 50-37. So those are your, it's not 28 teams anymore. I guess it's, uh, what, 10 times 4, 40 teams? Those are your 40 teams to make it to the top 28 in Hammond. Look forward to some good basketball out there next week. Yeah, and it's not far, uh, not far away if you uh... – out there listening to this broadcast, and you want to see some good girls high school basketball right there in Hammond uh, next week, uh, pretty much all week, right? I think it starts. I don't know if it starts Monday or not. Normally it does, but uh, all week some great high school basketball. I'm confused because LSU's got the number one player in the country. Oh, yeah, Parkway, okay. So, yeah, if you want to see the number one player in the country, Michaela Williams play, I was looking for Parkview. Was like, or Parkway. Is like, did they, they did not make the playoffs? Parkway is in Division One non-select. They are playing on Thursday at 4:45 against Barb. So if you want to see the number one player in America, a young lady who's going to LSU playing for Kim Mulkey, Thursday 4:45 Parkway against Barb. I've seen clips. That's the young lady that could really, really play at a high level. Uh, so just keep an eye out on that. That should be a lot of fun. Adds a little intrigue if you want to just go watch a you know, young lady who may make history someday. 445 Thursday. Yeah, and again, great basketball. And uh, congratulations to our local teams that made it. Uh, I ha- let's see if we can run them all. Vanderbilt, uh, Central Catholic, and Morgan City. That's about it. Those yeah, two? Yeah, yeah, those two. Um, East St. John had a shot and fell. Homer Christian had a shot and fell, but... Man, it was a good season, and I'm curious because they tell me St. Louis could really play. Vanderbilt hasn't been challenged yet in the playoffs. I got a feeling that's going to be a good one. Again, that's Wednesday at 4:45 out at University Center. That's the Division II select bracket. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Chandler Gitros. It's opening day. The Tarpons are going to be heading out to West Louisiana and starting their season. Let's make it happen. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The music on the bayou, the raging Cajun. 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. 
It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've got 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRoe, and Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the River Parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also, holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. It is Friday. It is 11.45, so we go to the Diamond over at South Lafouche. And for the first time in a long time, we could definitively say it is game day. South Lafouche is opening up their season tonight at 6 o'clock against Cecilia. And we have baseball coach, Coach Chandler Guitros on the line. Coach, boy, I know it's got to be a, a really fun feeling knowing it's officially game day, brother. How are you? Hey, doing great, y'all. Doing great, man. Uh, taking on Cecilia today. How has the preparations been this week? How are the kids? What's the mood like? Uh, you guys are facing another opponent today in a real game. I'm sure it's an exciting day for you all, man. Yeah, uh, look, this, uh, you know, our jamboree, we didn't play very well. We uh, we had a lot of things that we had to address, especially, uh, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. We, we refocused on that in practice. It's been a large portion of our time, you know, uh, really getting our guys ready to go heavy reps earlier in the week. Uh, took it lighter and did a lot of hitting yesterday, but uh, you know, if ready or not, here it is. You know, it's uh, it's you know, it's here, and uh, you know, I think our kids are ready to perform well. So tell me about that, man. I, I obviously wasn't there, but you know, just hearing from some parents and some different folks, it sounded like a lot of errors. You know, maybe six, seven errors or something like that. And you know that that's not going to cut it. Uh, what was going wrong, man? Was it a lack of focus, or did you maybe got to shuffle some guys around? What what was causing you guys some problems last weekend? You know, a little bit of both. Uh, you know, it's uh, a lot of it was mental stuff. You know, whenever, you know, our guys just haven't been at that level before where, you know, an error can't define a game. you got to come back from the next one. and it, it seems like the ball always finds you and you lose that little bit of confidence. So uh, it's about getting them a little bit more mentally ready. Uh, you know, and that, that falls on me. That falls on us as coaching staff. We had to get those guys more mentally ready to go. 
Um, but uh, like I said, a ball's going to find you, you know, so uh, you got to be able to move on to the next pitch whenever something bad does happen. Um, yeah, it, it was a, you know, a struggle last week, but uh, we shuffled some guys around, and uh, I like what we have going forward. Tell us the plan on the mound today. Uh, who are, Can you tell us who's going to throw, and then maybe who are some guys that are going to be behind him ready to go? Yeah, tonight we're looking at going with Mason Buzzard. He's had a great offseason. He's performed well. Uh, that's that's really the big shining light from our scrimmage last week. Um, our guys are throwing strikes, man. Uh, you know, we're we're filling up the strike zone. Um, it's uh, it's just a little you know different. We're not going to have a, a 10, 12 strikeout performance by any of our guys. We don't think so. It's about playing defense behind them. Uh, but Mason's done a ter- terrific job. Uh, you know, got a little bit stronger. Fastball's popping a little bit, and his best pitch is his changeup. And, uh, you know, he could really keep hitters off balance and, uh, and give us a shot any game he pitches in. Um, tomorrow we're looking at, I'm not sure which game we're going to give to who. We're going to do a little bit more scouting tonight after our game. Uh, once, uh, you know, once we get out of there, we'll talk as coaches. But we're looking at Luke Sanimo and Brock Johnson as our two other starters through this week. Uh, Jacob Pierce had a great camp. Uh, he was looking to be one of those top guys, but he had a little setback with some uh, arm issues, you know, that he's kind of been dealing with since childhood, you know. Uh, so uh, we, we kind of been relaxing it on him a little bit. He threw his first pin in about three weeks uh, the other day after, uh, you know, giving us giving it time to rest. Um, but we definitely like what he brings to the table. Uh, guys like Cooper Worley's had uh, a great offseason. Max Vedros kind of came out of nowhere for us and, He's just filling it up, man. So he's another guy to look for in relief, as well as uh, Austin Kirill, who's a junior. Bro, uh, tell us some keys for the weekend. You got three games coming up. They're all big, man. Well, we've talked about that many, many times. What are some things you're hoping to see from your crew? Uh, biggest thing is, uh, you know, we have to be able to to play pitch and catch. You know, we got we got to be able to play clean defensively. Uh, these are all teams that they're going to they're gonna challenge you. They're going to put the ball in play. They play a lot of small ball out in the Lafayette area, so we got to be able to come up and, uh, and make plays defensively. Um, offensively, it's about limiting strikeouts, putting the ball in play. Um, you know, we didn't have the best game offensively the other day, and we, we really focused this week. Um, you know, we had two machines going at once, but all the guys that we think are going to be starters and just went heavy reps in the bunt game. And uh, that's got to be big for us. You know, we got to be able to get it down. We get runners on. It's not going to be, you know, playing the gap-to-gap game, you know, in the scrimmages and early part jamborees. You let them swing and kind of see what you got. But if, uh, you know, it's it, I don't care about what the stat line is as far as the number of hits. It's the number of runs that counts. Uh, so we're going to do what we can, move runners over, and, uh, you know, see what happens, cause some chaos. Bro, it looks like, you know, and again, we're only a couple days into the season, but it looks like our area is going to be extremely rich in talent again. I mean, you got Central Fugit's 2-0. They beat CCA yesterday. You got, you know, Terrebonne, who's going out and beating a team that's always in the state tournament in Parkview. And, you know, obviously we, we talk about Assumption in South Terrebonne and Vanderbilt and Lutcher and, you know, Thibodeau, I think, is going to be strong. Like, there's no easy outs in the area, bro. I was talking to Butch uh, yesterday over at Home of Christian. He said they're excited. They got a couple of wins uh, yesterday. So, man, everybody, everybody's going to be playing at a high level, man. Yeah, look, our area has been great the last couple of years. I think this year is no different. And, uh, you know, I think a lot, uh, like you said, a lot more teams are going to be ready. Thibodeau is uh, going to be senior heavy this year. That Rodri kid on the mound could beat anybody. Uh, Central of Fuji, they were young last year, and you uh, you look at toward the end of the season, they were winning some games. I think they had a win over Destrahan, uh 
later in the year. So those guys kept on getting better. I think Coach Crochet is walking into a very good situation in terms of what they have coming back. Because, I mean, when I say they were young, they were young. And uh, that Canner kid's uh, going to be a doggone good one. Uh, so, yeah, like you said, there's, uh, there's no easy game. That's why, uh, you know, this weekend's so big for us. You know, it's the schedule, uh, if you look at it, our schedule's pretty doggone backloaded, you know. So, uh, right now, you got, you know, winnable games. You got to win them and uh, stack those PowerPoints up early. Coach, y'all, first game coming up tonight. Uh, some of these teams have two, maybe three games played already. Uh, advantage or disadvantage? Uh, with this being your first game tonight compared to the other teams with two or three games? And, look, you know, Coach, we were kind of 50-50 on our approach to this year. We had opportunities to schedule some games earlier in the week. I thought pitching-wise that we were best set to stack our pitching for a three-game week, uh, just at least until basketball's over and we could get Jacob Curell's arm in shape, which doesn't take, a, you know, doesn't take a little while. He's not going to be able to come off the court and be able to go through six innings or anything like that. we got to get him ready and uh, make sure we're doing the right thing and taking care of Orvin, doing right by the kid. Uh, so I think that, uh, you know, it, we, we did a lot more scrimmaging this week, game-type situations to get up to game speed because we knew that we would be at a little disadvantage. But I thought that, uh, you know, just pitching-wise, the number of arms that we had and uh, not having as many guys that we think are going to go six, seven innings, that we were better served to play just three games this opening week. And looking at some of the, uh, the results, you have, I noticed where some – results ended in a tie is that something new this year or has baseball was always could end up in a tie game early in the season you see it more and it's just because there are so many fields without lights uh you know later in the season that's not an issue they play at three they could get an end but you know right now if you uh if you start a game at three thirty and it gets dark at 5 o'clock if you have some long innings and it's uh you know, you get caught by darkness. You, uh, you know, for player safety, you can't play once uh, the umpire determines it gets to a certain point where visibility is not there. So early in the season, you see it a few. I think we've seen it a lot more this year, though. You are correct with that. Um, but it's definitely, uh, you know, staggering seeing. I know HL tied the other day, and it's like, well, from game one, we already got a tie. Uh, but, yeah, I think that uh, until daylight savings comes, it just catches a couple of teams. So in terms of power ratings, does that just become a no game? Like what, what happens when a game's a tie? Uh, I'd have to go back and look at that because we've never been in that situation to worry about it. And uh, looking back at schedules in the past, I don't think we've had very yeah. many teams that have been in that situation. So, to be honest with you, I have to go look at it. I don't, I don't know if, uh, how much they get penalized or if they get 10 points instead of 20 or really how that works, to be honest with you. Very interesting. Well, look, man, thanks so much for the time. We'll chat again soon, brother. All right, thank you. Y'all have a great weekend, guys. You too. That is Coach Chandler Guitros doing a good job. I'm going to ask Coach Collie to hit F10 here. Miss. The, uh, we forgot to hit F10, so the uh, commercials were rolling this whole way through. That's okay. We'll reload those. So there we got a go. few minutes to we got a few minutes to kill uh, as we got to let that that music song that that song play. Um, uh, brother, they're starting their season. They're ready to go. Um, I think that they're going to be in good shape. I think they're going to have a good uh, team. Your thoughts as the Tarpons are about ready to get rolling? Yeah. Look. Uh we talked about it before where uh, Coach Gitros has his system in place, and I think it's just going to be different guys. He's going to plug into that lineup, and they're waiting their turn. And it's, it's It wasn't because of a lack of ability that these guys weren't playing. It's just they had better guys and seniors ahead of them last year 
where they're going to get their chance this year, and I think they're going to be ready to uh, to prove people uh, maybe not wrong, but that they're going to uh, comp- maybe surprise people because Tarpon's lost a good bit from last year, and I think they'll be right back in the mix. Yeah, no doubt. They'll be ready to go. Uh, I think that they're going to be in a good spot. I think they're going to be in good position. Um, they've got three games coming up in three days. Oh, we got a we got the professor in here. We must have done something really wrong. Tarpons are playing Cecilia at six o'clock. Church uh, tonight. Church Point tomorrow at twelve fifteen, and St. Martinville at two thirty. So that'll be some big opportunities for South Lafouche to try to take care of business, get off to a strong start to the year. Um, because boy, you look around. Terrebonne's playing well. Ellen, they got a big win yesterday. Home of Christians playing well. H.L. Bourgeois got a big win yesterday. H.L. Bourgeois also got a tie earlier, so they're playing extremely competitively. They're 1-0-1. Um, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be extremely exciting to see how the local teams fare. Am I able to take a break yet, Chief? Yeah, let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to keep the train rolling. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. It's Ford Truck Month at Calvin Braxton Ford, now offering 60-month 0.9 APR on all 2022 F-150s with $2,000 off MSRP. Get a great deal on all 2022 Explorers with $2,000 off MSRP. The sporty 2022 Ford Edge has $4,000 off MSRP. So now's the time to buy. Test drive one today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 LA1 in Lockport. Big town inventory, small town prices. Offers good till April 3rd. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've had a 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated, locations in Homa, LaRoe, do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bed bugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. 
Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Jessler here with Coach Brian Colley. And we've also got the Swami in the house. Truck is hanging out and fixing some things here that we messed up. Um, Truck said we didn't mess anything up. Coach Colley's saying we like I messed it up. No, you just said we. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to have your back. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> Division One non-select Hanville is hosting Hammond tonight at six thirty. This is now shifting to the boys. Hanville will be uh, at home taking on a really good Hammond team. A game that you'll be able to hear right here on KLEB. We've got Santamont hosting South Lafouche. Y'all, I can't stress this enough. Um, if you're going, like if you're down the by and you're going to the game, go and get your ticket online because I'm told they're really strict. You got to buy a ticket and show your, your stub on your phone. And like, they're not keen on collecting cash at the door. So get your ticket online, get your ticket in advance. Southside is the number 10 seed. there, hosting number 23 Destrahan. And then you got number 15 East St. John hosting number 18 Terrebonne. So let me ask you this tonight. We've got, a couple of teams in Division One non-select that are all on the road. South Lafouge, Destrehan, Terrebonne. Which one of the three is most likely to bring it home and punch a ticket to the second round? All right, say that again. Between South Lafouge, Destrehan, and Terrebonne, which team is most likely to go on the road tonight and win? I would, I would lean towards Terrebonne. Yeah. See, I want to lean towards Terrebonne, too, but, man, East St. John kind of roughed them up during the season. Like, they, they beat the tar out of them. Beat them by 29 in one game and beat them by seven in the next game. It was a little more competitive. I, I think it might be Destrehan. But Southside is so damn good, so that's a tough – I don't know, man. It, it At the end of the day, they're all probably underdogs, right? Yeah, but, look, it's going to be a good game. The Destrehan-Southside game is going to be a really good basketball game. Uh, Coach Todd Russ, when he gets in the playoffs – I mean, he just I, he scouts his opponent so well, and I think he'll have his guys ready. But uh, Terrebonne's that wild card. Look, if they can get their inside game going and knock down a few threes and get their big guy to the free throw line, they, they got chances now, and it's in a, a, a common opponent. I mean, they played twice before. It's very tough to beat a team People say it twice, even harder to beat a team three times in the same season. So it would not shock me at all if Terrebonne can pull an upset. While you mention that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rib you a little bit here. If we would have played South Terrebonne in the playoffs last year, we would have beat him the third time and we would have beat him easily. I know you disagree with that, but no, that would have been easy work. Well, yeah, uh, Easily, I don't know about. I mean, it, we, they were we, a good basketball. We were a good basketball them the team. the second time. Crushed them the second time. They would have gotten foul trouble. It would have been light work. Yeah, well, we're never going to know. <laughs> yeah, right, we're, right, we're never going to know. Uh, Division two non-select 
Ellender's on the road taking on Opelousas. They're the 13 seed. Opelousas, Ellender's the 20 seed. The winner of that meets Bozier. A little weird to see Ellender on the road in the opening round. In that bracket, we actually had a result last night uh, because number seven, Bruley, defeated Erath 80-32. Lutcher's at home taking on Broadmoor in a 15-versus-18 matchup. The winner of that will take on Iowa. While we're talking about results from last night on the boys' side, congratulations to Coach Keefe and E.D. White. They got a win yesterday. They get a 40-36 to 36 win over Bunky in the opening round. That's a 17 versus a 16. E.D. White goes on the road. Now, that's the good news. No. The bad news is E.D. White now in the second round has to travel and take on Madison Prep, which is maybe the best team in Louisiana, any classification. It's a Madison Prep team that, oh, they've beaten Hanville by 32. They've beaten Brother Martin by 25. They've, you know, beaten East Ascension by 30, beat East St. John by 30, beat Walker by 8, beat Edna Carr by 13. So they've got some of the best wins. They beat Southside by 20. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's going to be one stiff challenge. Beat Zachary by 6. Tall task for Coach Keefe and his crew. But Coach Keefe's going to have them scouted. I'm sure they're going to play a stall game, make the game low scoring. If they could do that, who knows, man? Get to the fourth quarter, give yourself a chance. I agree. Coach Keefe will have a great game plan, and I think they'll try and slow the game down a little bit, play at his pace where he wants the game to be played at. And don't be surprised that if his guys, if he can do that, that if his team has a chance to win it in the fourth quarter. Division one select Scotlandville is the number one seed. There are no local teams. I'm just telling you some of the biggest fish in the pond. You got St. Thomas Moore. That is the number two overall seed in that bracket. Bro, I look at this one and this thing to me, like you got John Curtis, who's the 12th seed. You've got Bonneville, who's the 21 seed. I know those teams are really good. St. Aug and Karen Crow, that's a nine versus 24. Division one select, I think, is open, and I think we're going to see some upsets in that bracket. Yes, and uh, <laughs> Brother Martin, and I forgot who they're playing their first-round game. Brother Martin is taking on Carr. Yeah, yeah just a ho-hum 15-versus-18 matchup between two of the best programs in the state. You know, and that's going to be some uh, some quality basketball being played all across the state, but I, that uh, that select Division One is, is some good basketball. Vanderbilt is at home tonight while everyone else is beating up one another. They'll be awaiting the winner between Northside and Booker T. Washington of Shreveport. Vanderbilt will be at or Vanderbilt rather will be at home on Tuesday, awaiting the winner of that game. Booker T. Washington of Shreveport, you look at some of their results. Yeah, it's not very good. Um I think that Northside is the overwhelming favorite in that game, especially at home, which would present a big challenge for the Terriers on Tuesday in the second round. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. We go to Division Four Select, and that's where we have Central Catholic of Oregon City. They also are at home tonight. They're waiting the winner between Ascension Catholic and Sacred Heart. Central Catholic is the sixth seed. They'll be taking on the winner between number 11, Ascension Catholic, and 22 Sacred Heart, as we said a minute ago. Have they played Ascension Catholic? Let's see. Um, they have not, but boy... <laughs> Ascension Catholic must be pretty good because they played Vanderbilt and lost by just two, played Santa Monica and lost by just seven, so not a great draw there for Central Catholic, but it looks like Ascension Catholic has some dudes that could go, man. If you're losing to Vanderbilt and you know losing to uh, Santa Monica close, uh, you probably got some guys that could play. 
Yeah, but uh, Coach Case and his staff, his brother, they're gonna be ready to go. They uh, they always are. Great game plans. They they know the game. They uh, what's you know great about them? They teach the game, and they teach it the right way. So you can't help but cheer for those guys. So let me ask you this: They're at home resting. They've got to buy. Ascension Catholics playing in Donaldsonville. Look, from Morgan City to Donaldsonville, it's a short drive. I have no doubt that the cases will be out there. But that leads to the question that I want to ask you. If you were a head coach, how far would be too far to go scout in person tonight if you had a bye and your two opponents were going to be playing tonight? How far is too far? <laughs> from you, the, Like you would go to Shreveport? <laughs> yes, indeed, okay. without a doubt. Okay. There, there's, and you can get the game on huddle, and yes. But when you watch a game in person, there, there are so many things that you can see that's not on that film. And, you know, you preach little things. Well, when I'm scouting, I'm looking for those little things. And anything that my team and our, my staff, whatever, can use to take advantage of, I want to see it and I want to try and take advantage of it. So uh, there's absolutely... No limitation on the travel where I would go to scout again. So you'd go to Sulphur, you'd go to Monroe, you'd go to Shreveport. Where? Okay, that's interesting. I, I've done many a times, not that far of a distance to scout, but uh, I've traveled probably a couple of hours to go scout a team before. Okay, very interesting. So, yeah, I'm sure that Central Catholic, of course, would only being in Donaldsonville, they'll be out there watching. Uh, but good answer. Uh, let's see. We go to Division Three select, and we have Newman's the number one overall seed. We actually had a result there last night. Ascension Episcopal defeats Notre Dame 43-29. to That's a 13 over 20. <clears throat> we also had Catholic of New Iberia, the 10 seed, get a win over number 23, Thomas Jefferson, 51-40. to They'll now take on St. Charles in the next round. Good season for St. Charles, number seven seed in that bracket. Uh, Ascension Episcopal, by the way, will be taking on number four, Dunham, in the next round. Um See, I'm trying to find games that went final yesterday. Division three non-select. We had an upset. Number 24, Red River defeats number nine, Sterlington, 51 to 49. So Red River is moving on. Patterson's the four seed in that bracket. Patterson's really good. We saw them earlier in the year. I wouldn't be surprised if they made it to the top 28. Um, athletes, size, athletic size. Like Patterson's the real deal. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see them make a run. Physical. <laughs> very physical team and you got to remember we saw them the first night of their season right after football i'm sure they've gotten even better since then in division four non-select Del is the seven seed they get a 59 to 13 win over 26 logan's port so good job there franklin's the number three seed in that bracket i remember when franklin beat terrible terrible oh man oh, that was a bad result blah 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 no what no bad result that's a team that was number three seed in their bracket Division four non-select. We had a result. Stanley defeats Calvin uh, 53-45 to in what may have been a one-on-one -on -one game. Mr. Stanley defeats Mr. Calvin in the <laughs> oh, 12, like a boxing match. 12 versus 21 matchup. Stanley moves on. Let's see. We go to Division four select, and we'll try to see if there was anything that happened there last night. Yep. Number nine, St. Frederick gets a 58-44 to win over number 24, River Oaks. So St. Frederick gets a win. And then we go to Division 5 select, the last bracket on the list. And there were no results. All the action is going to be happening in the coming days. So it's playoff time. Can't wait to see what happens. And best of luck to all of our area teams tonight. Can't wait to get home and be on the ride home and take a look at all those brackets and see 
the scores from around the state. Let's catch a break when we get back. It's time to get into some trouble. We're going to Damien St. Pierre. We'll be chatting with D about who knows what. We'll talk some bitty, but then we'll get into whatever we get into. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've got 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRoe, and Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the River Parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Attention event managers, Joe's Septic Contractors has been there for you in New Orleans and the surrounding areas. Whether it's a construction site, fair or festival, let Joe's Septic Contractors help you determine how many potties and how much temporary fencing you may need for your next event. Visit joeseptic at viscom.net. That's joeseptic at viscom.net. Locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, Reserve, and Odessa, Texas. Terrebonne General Health System is the largest healthcare resource in Southeast Louisiana, offering a high-tech and high-touch style of healing. World-renowned services include cardiology, women's health, cancer care, and a healthy lifestyle center. This is a true calling for all the physicians, nurses, and staff who make up our proud Terrebonne General family. We are here to provide healthcare for our community. To discover more, please visit tghealthsystem.com. Oh, man. Uh, something tells me it's going to be a long 20 minutes. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Just hearing the conversation between my producer and our next guest has got me a little concerned. It's got me a little worried. But we do have Damien St. Pierre on the line. Brother, good afternoon, man. Sounds like a beautiful day to go and get some pizza out in Lake <laughs> Charles, Louisiana. Partner, how are we doing today? 
think we're fixing drinks in Lake Charles at the moment. We just got to keep the tape on the top. Keep the tape on the top always, brother. How are we doing today, man? Are you doing good? I know that you guys are busy with Biddy. Looks like you guys actually did a good deed to uh, the Biddy organization, uh, scooping up a couple of tournaments this weekend. Kudos on that. What's happening down the bye this weekend? Appreciate that, man. I, I, I much needed break right now, man. I'm, I am knee deep in spreadsheets at the moment. Uh, so yeah, so Wednesday night we got a call from the national video office saying, "Hey, look, um, you know our, our friends in Slidell are having issues with some, I don't know, gym issues or whatever. Can you guys accommodate?" I'm like, "Give me like 15 minutes. I'll, I'll give you a call back." You know, called the uh, the director of the, the Civic Center and Youth Center, and we got a 15 team, 10 new boys and girls uh, Biddy All Star Basketball Tournament starting tonight. All our local teams in action, Central against Salapouche at 6, and then Salapouche against Salapouche B at 7. Uh, both boys and girls like in action. And then throughout the remainder of the weekend, looks like the uh, the girls are going to stick to the cutoff youth center, and then the boys will be at the Little Road Civic Center two days. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, we got our, our friends from all over the, the, the South Louisiana coming in. West Bank, East Bank, um, you know Saint Bernard, all the all the, the typical bitty areas coming in to, to play some basketball. So you know me, man. I'm a food guy. You guys got any like griots or anything? What's gonna be on the menu, man? What's to eat? We got a, a Josh Shaw jambalaya uh, to serve about 500. I think we got about 575 servings that we're looking to to uh, to hand out over the next couple of days. Damn, ooh, that sounds delicious. How has the season been? Uh, for, for South Lafouche Biddy in terms of all-stars, are the teams competing favorably, man? Give us a rundown of how the, the young Tarpons are faring so far, man. You know, just it, it was a kind of a rough year for us this year. Uh, it seemed like a lot of, not a lot, but some of our players uh, decided to opt out of the, the all-star season. So um, not having the success that we had in the past couple of years, but at the same time we're competing, we're getting better, which is, you know, at, at the end of the se- at the end of the, of the day, that's exactly what you're looking for. We're looking to get some game experience. We're looking to get some practice experience, and um, you know everybody's having fun. Everybody's having a good time. I don't I don't hear too too many complaints unless we go out of town and there's a, a few officiating complaints. <laughs> uh, I know that you're looking forward to getting out there on the AAU side, bro. You're telling me that Flash has got pretty much a who's who. You've got the best from Golden Meadow, the best from LCO, the best from Lockport. And uh, uh, an all-star team ready to roll, man. Tell us about that. Man, I'm pretty pumped up about that. Uh, it's really the first year that I go out and, and really, um, I guess, try to put a team together. Normally, we'll just we'll advertise and we'll, we'll host a tryout, and we'll just we'll kind of just go play with, uh, you know, the the folks that 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 wanted to put in the time to come try out. This year, I, I kind of out of my element. I went out and, and you know asked a few people. I'm not normally the uh, the most liked person on the sideline, but I guess I'm a little <laughs> respected because I have not been told no. Everybody that I went after so far has given me the thumbs up. But we're also going to open up for tryouts, specifically for our younger teams. But really, really excited about this eighth grade team. We got a lot of girls from a lot of different um, different schools, and uh, we got a, the the core group of, of girls we had last year in seventh grade. So they're going to be. Add into that mix, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a special team. And then on the other side, for the first time in a few years, uh, we're gonna have a, a boys seventh and eighth grade team that's gonna be led by Mr. Joby Cantrell, and the start uh, tryouts and whatnot will be starting pretty soon for those guys as well. Bro, let's talk about this. Did you watch NBA All Star Weekend, man? Everybody was complaining about the game; there was no defense. But I thought that the actual weekend itself was pretty cool. Mac McClung's doing some crazy stuff in the dunk contest, making some things happen. 
Uh, did you watch it, and what were your thoughts as you were watching it? So I did not get a chance to watch it. We were in the gym most of the weekend, but my highlights, of, of course, Mac McClung, which I've been seeing highlights of this guy since he was in high school, and uh, you know his crazy transfer ridden college career. Been keeping an eye on him just because he's an interesting guy. But I did see a highlight of the Miz in the half. Yes, time. that may be a big deal uh, in, in the wrestling world now. No, that was beautiful. That was be- makes the half court shot count. at the buzzer. They waved it off, unfortunately, true heel fashion. It doesn't count, but it's it's amazing to see, man. WWE mainstream, bro. Like ten, fifteen years ago, you would never had a WWE heel competing in something like that. Like it's awesome to see. Crazy how how the world turns, and he hits a half court shot, and they wave it off, and then now he's got something to brag about for forever. Which is what he's <laughs> what he's saying. Um, he's never gonna let us uh, forget that moment. So it's time to make Coach Collie uncomfortable here. Um, he's not a Will Wade guy. You are a Will Wade guy. Ole Miss has fired their coach today. They're reportedly flirting with Will Wade. If Will Wade goes to Ole Miss, man, that would be painful because I know he would build them up. I know they would kick our butt. What are your thoughts as you're reading that news, man? Man, he would come and demolish LSU, and he would have that. He, he would feel like Coach Collie does against watching LSU football or LSU basketball, just wanting that, wanting them to lose. Because I'm sure there's some, there, I mean, obviously dirty laundry here, but some, some bad feeling. He didn't leave on the best terms. He's gonna if he has a chance to come back and, and beat up the Tigers, he's gonna take every every possible uh, way to, to to get that done. That's that's scary. I, I've, look, I've, I've been so knee deep into, into committee and AAU and work, man. It's uh. I'm learning some of this for the first time, but just hearing that is, is scary because we know the way he can recruit. We know how he recruits, which is all legal now, so there's no there's no getting around it and no issues. But look, you're talking about you know dirty laundry and not leaving the place. Well, yeah, you know, who's the Auburn head coach now? You can turn around anything at the moment. Yeah, uh, look, as Bobby Abert says, "What have you done for me lately?" And that's a great segue to the next question, because North Carolina has done nothing for me lately. You're a North Carolina guy. I don't know what the hell happened, bro. They're the number one team in the country in preseason. They've got everything back off of a national runner-up team, and they're awful. Like, they're going to struggle to get into the tournament. They might not even get into the tournament. Bro, I'm getting a little concerned about Hubert Davis, man, because, look, last year was a struggle, too. They barely got into the tournament. Last year got hot at the right time. Did we make the right hire, bro? Because I'm getting a little concerned about this. I think it's the culture. Um, that goes a long way in basketball and in business in itself. Um, I'm not going to air, again, dirty laundry, but, I mean, you could read the headlines of the players and they're, them not getting along and, you know, doing things to each other that, that really shouldn't ever be done. But and, but you still got to play together. The culture there is, is terrible now. And all my buddies uh, that said they weren't watching – basketball anymore after North Carolina destroyed Coach K's story career, ending his career at home in uh you know, at Duke and then in the final four, I don't know if you remember we North Carolina beat Duke at both of those times. All of a sudden they're watching basketball again <laughs> and tell me how bad my cardio are. <laughs> Crazy how that works, right? Yeah. Uh, let's make fun of the Pelicans, bro. It wouldn't be a segment if we didn't do that. The Pelicans open up the second half of the season Losing to the Raptors, they're now 500. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs at all. The Zion Williamson is out. They struggle without him. I think the Lakers are making a charge. Dude, like I said, we're, make, we're going to make fun of the Pelicans. But all joking aside, all seriousness aside, like 
it would be so disappointing if this team, which was the number one seed for the first month of the season, wouldn't even make the top ten at all. And, bro, that's a very realistic possibility now, man. This team might altogether miss the playoffs. Okay, so we might have to actually admit that we were wrong because we thought that it might be a 4-5-6 seed. And right. Now we're, we're trending that we may not even make it at all. i tell you what, I, I've, I've had the experience to be a king in, in the Mardi Gras Day Parade in Golden Meadow. And I, I, I marched around and, and rode around and had Jerry Lawless theme music playing in the background. And I soaked <laughs> it up as much as I possibly could. Whatever the uh, Zion injury extended for several more weeks, news came out. I, like, I felt that all over again. Like, we told you. We told you that's going to happen. And we went on to say, man, I play for the rest of the season. And I'm, stick, I'm standing, standing by that quote as well. But it's disheartening because you had so much energy coming out of last year. And, and I, I – I, I use that term purposefully, energy, because that's what the team was playing with, especially early in the season, and then the grind hit. And that's when, that's when you find out what you made of, when there's a steady grind in front of you and there's there's nothing, you don't see that, that light at the end of the tunnel. How hard are you going to keep working? And so far this season, the Pelicans not seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and just continuing not to enjoy that grind. And you could see from the results, it's just it's not, it's not fun to watch anymore as it was you know, early in the season and late last year during that playoff run. Tommy Fury is 8-0 and in his professional boxing career. He is going to be taking on Jake Paul on Sunday. Jake Paul, of course, is 6-0. and This is a celebrity fight, kind of, sort of, but it's really also not kind of a celebrity fight because both guys are boxers, both guys are undefeated. What do you know about Tommy Fury other than the fact that his brother is Tyson and can he challenge Jake Paul is this going to be the weekend that the big villain from YouTube gets knocked out? So, just seeing some sparring videos, I'm, like this may not be recent, um, but it looks like Jake Paul may have gotten rocked in some type of maybe it might not have been a sparring encounter; it may have been just uh, like a press conference or something. But I might have had a chance to look at the odds. Maybe while I'm rambling, you might want to maybe look that up real quick, and we can tell you who's going to win that fight by, by the Vegas odds. But you know, he's getting in there with, with somebody that, that is an actual boxer, not coming from MMA and has a backwards, upside-down record. And it's something different for him. But the more I see these Paul brothers, the more I'm, I'm starting to, um, I guess, respect them a little bit. In, in the boxing ring, I still don't think they're going to – I still don't think Jake Paul is, is going to be any – he may hold some mid-level title because some alphabet organization is just going to hand it to him against, in a fight against nobody. But um, it's starting to kind of grow on me a little bit. I don't particularly care for Jake Paul, but Logan Paul is growing on me. As a, and I know that's not what we're talking about, but Logan Paul is growing on me as a as an athlete and as a wrestler. He's entertaining, and he reminds me of a few guys that that had a that have had great careers. And I think he's found his niche his niche in in that uh, in the WWE. But you find those those results? I'm those looking. Results? I, I don't I don't see anything listed. I'm seeing uh, listing Paul as a minus 170 favorite. See, that's not a huge favorite. That's not. That's not very much. So, it goes to show you how much, uh, how much uh, respect Vegas was giving Jake Paul in this fight. He's actually fighting somebody that that's been in the ring before the boxing ring. But here's my concern, bro. Was I, I do have Tommy Fury's box rec profile pulled up? He in his debut, he went to a decision with a guy who's 10 and 102. Um, you know, he's beaten guys who are 2-26, 0-26, 0-11, 0-9. Now, 
Now, he did beat a guy who was 2-0, and but he didn't knock him out. He went to the points. Beat a guy who was 10-1, and went to the points. So I don't know, man. Like, I don't know how legit this Tommy Fury guy is. But then again, I guess you could say the same thing about Jake Paul. But I do know this. Like, Jake Paul fought with Anderson Silva. Like, I know, I, I trust Anderson Silva's ability. Uh, so I don't know. I just don't know how good the competition's going to be. Look, bro, at the same time, Anderson Silva's 50. Right. So he, and there's nobody else on Jake Paul's record that even that only that hasn't a boxing match. They have Tyron Woodley. He's an MMA guy. His only boxing match was against Jake Paul. All other people have never stepped in a boxing ring before. You can't. He's, they're actually counting that Nate Robinson fight. Um, you know, you fight NBA players and, and over-the-hill um, MMA guys. Tommy Fury's actually got a, actually has, like I said, actually has some boxing experience. And I, I think he'll give him trouble. But I also think that every Jake Paul's fight's fixed. So <laughs> whenever he gives him the signal, that's going to be gone. So here's the thing about that Tyron Woodley fight, the first one. I thought Jake Paul actually lost. It was a split decision, and I, I thought that he lost. But anyway, it goes to the, the fix maybe being in, like you were saying a second ago. Um, let's talk some WWE. Um, they have gotten through Elimination Chamber. Um, dude, I think they've got some questions to answer because I don't know that they're taking the most overstar into WrestleMania. I love Cody. I love everything that he's doing. But Coach Colley and I talked about this. Taylor and I talked about this. I was once certain that Roman was going to lose to Cody at WrestleMania. Now I'm not because seeing the reactions that Sammy's getting, I think WWE saying to themselves, we've got to extend this a little further, and it might actually end up being Sammy who beats him at SummerSlam because I think he's the hottest thing that they got right now. That's exactly where I was going. you got to extend this to SummerSlam and, and – you know, whatever happens, happens. But he, like you said, he is the guy right now. And the booking was great. You know, having him on Saturday, I think that was Saturday or Sunday. Saturday. Whatever that, Saturday. Whenever that happened, that's why I wasn't watching NBA anything because I was watching that. Um, you know, you could tell how over he is. There's just a bunch of storylines that's better than a lot of the stuff that's actually on television right now, uh, network television. And it's, it's compelling to watch. And you just don't. And you don't know what's going to happen, and that's what keeps people tuned in. And he's the guy right now. I, I, I think that unless they get some type of triple threat match in WrestleMania, which is not trending that way from what I'm seeing and I'm watching, I think they're going to extend that to SummerSlam and have that have that be the payoff. But it's being booked beautifully right now. That under Some of the undercard stuff is, is getting a little annoying to me, but um, I think they're focusing a lot of their attention in the riders meetings at, at the top of the card right now. Bro, let's talk about this, man. Um, and this is going to sound like a, a Conrad podcast here because we're going to make fun of Dave Meltzer. Today, his Wrestling Observer newsletter uh, listed their awards. Um, Dean Ambrose, and I'm going to call him Dean Ambrose, but I don't even know his AEW name. He won Wrestler of the Year. AEW won Promotion of the Year. Their show Rampage won Show of the Year. WWE got Worst Promotion of the Year. How could the promotion that's making the most money have the largest audience and be experiencing the most growth be the worst promotion of the year? This is almost like that one time where someone announced somebody as the worst team of the week. Like, what's going on, man? <laughs> oh, you're killing me. There's not a time <laughs> in my life, once a month, that, that, does, that story does not come up and I get to tell that beautiful story. <laughs> Look, I don't get it. And, and he's it's almost like it, it's, it's he's just doing it for the attention just to get people to talk about it because no one actually believes in in what he does or what are most of his rumors are, are inaccurate 
uh, I, in my opinion, and I'm, you know, I've been a lifelong fan for, for 30 plus years. Uh, his max ratings are terrible. Uh, actually, uh, went look up a couple of those match rankings this weekend and, and, and watched a few of those. And I was like, eh, this is not, not, not what, not what he's portraying. So I think it's, he's almost just doing that almost like to be like a, uh, like a tabloid, uh, headline stealing type of deal. Cause there's, I mean, AEW is just, to me is completely boring. I just, I, there's no, there's not enough storylines to follow to, to keep me act, to keep me interested. It's almost like an indie promotion just coming at the East Park Recreation Center on Sunday uh, with two big names. Hey, look, come watch these guys scrap and, and you know, go home. There's no story to it. So that that's kind of my opinion on that situation. Alvin Kamara was indicted, uh, one of four in a battery case out in Las Vegas. He's likely to be suspended for six games. The Saints are flirting with Carr and contract talks of upwards of $200 plus million. Bro, I don't know what's going on, man. This feels like a mess, bro. What are your thoughts as you're seeing some of the things that the Saints are doing in the offseason, man? I, I didn't see that $200-plus million price tag for, for David Carr. I don't know in what world he's uh, a, a top quarterback. I mean, he's an average guy, throws just as so many touchdowns as he does interceptions, just had a terrible, not a terrible, but a, not a really good year with one of the best wide receivers in the in the game. Saints are in my opinion, the Saints have a I-10 drive right into Baker Mayfield. I think he's going to yes. be the quarterback yes. for Please. the Saints in the next couple of seasons, and I cannot wait to experience that in on multiple levels uh, of, of my buddies and just in general. I think that's where they're headed. I hope that's where they're headed. Um, from you know, listening to the, to the radio guys are telling me that the Saints are going to pick up a running back uh, in the second round, second or third round this year. Um, six games. That's all he's getting. That seems a little. Uh, I mean, if, compared to, uh, seems a little. Actually, it seems a little strong compared to some of the other uh, quote unquote sentences that some of these other guys are getting for for equal to lesser offenses. You know what's crazy is that they say that they're high on Baker Mayfield because of their pre-draft evaluations. At what point, after watching him play in the NFL for six or seven years now and seeing that he's terrible, at what point does the evaluations in college not matter anymore? He had two good games last year, Casey. I don't know what <laughs> That's what my guys are telling me. He had two good games last year, which makes you a perfect starting quarterback for the Saints. I mean, what's the difference? Obviously, performance and winning doesn't matter. You kept Dennis Allen. Uh, well, there you go. Let's talk about the XFL really quickly and just some of the rules. You could go for a three-point conversion from the 10-yard line in that league, which I think is kind of neat. You could go for an onside kick, but there's no kicking involved. You get the ball at your own 20, and it's fourth and 15. If you get it, you keep it. If not, you get buried right there. The other team got the ball. Some interesting wrinkles. Do you like some of those rule changes, man? Like, it kind of feels video game-ish to me, but I also think it's kind of neat, and it's kind of exciting to see it play out. It does, man. It's, uh, it's fun to see. And it's, you know, oddly enough, all of those fun and crazy rules were actually got actually got to be seen last weekend. So just odd, just another odd occurrence in football. Um, but it, it is interesting. You, you can almost never be comfortable with any type of lead because as long you can keep the ball, as long as you're converting, you can, you can keep the, you can keep the ball and like no lead is safe. It's, it's, uh, it's a good curveball to, you know what the standard NFL is in college is kind of doing, and I hope I know they're kind of using it as a as a testing grounds for some possible rules. I think that's awesome, and 
I don't know if there's ever going to be another successful professional football league aside from the NFL in long term, but it is something that could that could grab some ratings real quick. I mean, you got uh, <laughs> Coach Holly's old boy, AJ, is it AJ McCarron? That's, McCarron. Uh, in the way, that should tell you what type of league we have in front of us at the moment. Well, brother, I know you got some baseball bats to wrap up, so uh, let's put a pin in it right <laughs> here. On, Let, have a great rest of the day and a great weekend, brother. Take care. All right, guys. I'll make sure to stay off the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Colley took a beating in that segment. We had Damien on, and boy, inside joke after inside joke. The listeners probably, what the hell they're talking about? My bad. Yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> had to give you a. Uh, I push a couple of wrong buttons, then. Yes, yes, no doubt. Um, I, I think that the XFL is actually really cool. Um, I know that the viewing audience for the first week was not great, so I don't know how long it's going to last. Uh, but man, I thought it was cool. I thought that there were some good players. Like it's cool to see Josh Gordon and you know McCarron and um, uh, old Cowboys quarterback uh, Danucci. Like he's out there throwing sideways passes. Like I thought that was fun, and I'm gonna be watching this weekend for sure. You got uh, is it uh, Curtis Johnson? Curtis Johnson, old Tulane head coach. He's the head coach, I think, of the Houston whatever they called. Yeah. Uh, so some some local uh well in the area names yeah, yeah. that you know but um you know i i hope it catches on uh, i know last year i watched a little bit more when new orleans had a team i watched a little bit of that that league is actually starting back up in a couple of weeks too that's the usfl oh that was a difference yeah, yeah. I, but um I, I i kind of like and don't like the these different rule changes that they're doing and we spoke about it earlier in the week about with the uh, onside kick. Uh, I just think you're giving too much control to some of these officials. and uh, But it's something different. And uh, hopefully it can catch on and, uh, you know, people would watch because it's, uh, it's, it's different. You know the number one thing I wish one of these alternative leagues would do? When the play clock hits zero, it's a damn penalty. Not, oh, well, we're going to look at our watch. And then if it's snapped by the time, we- it's ridiculous. If you run an actual play and there's zero seconds on the game clock, it's over. So why is the play clock any different? Yeah, they, and it was they can start that. The shot clock in basketball goes off. Well, is did it, it was it the sound you hear, oh, my <laughs> or is the, the the clock actually hitting zero? Then you hear the sound and that drives uh, me crazy in the NFL on Sundays when some officials it's a tenth of a second, some officials it's a half a second. Sometimes the same official will go from a tenth of a second to a half a second. Like, just put a damn buzzer on the thing and let's go. Yeah, you, that's right. You put a. They get buzzed all. They got all kinds of stuff. I mean, they can wear and it's just a, a little buzzer. It goes off. You throw the flag or have uh, the buzzer go off. Go off in the stadium or something because uh, when it hits zero, it's a penalty. It should be. Yeah, in theory, it should be. And yeah, that, that's aggravating to watch. Except when it's. Goes in your favor. Sometimes you kind of like it. <laughs> um, so we're up against a break, but really quickly, there were reports out of Seattle today that the reason why Russell Wilson left Seattle last offseason is because he petitioned ownership to fire Pete Carroll. Um, and then now there's this on top of all these reports that last year in Denver – Russell Wilson had his own office and he wouldn't watch film with the rest of the offense and he would have his own office and his own space and he was isolated from everybody else. And Sean Payton's really going coach a real turd out there in Denver, bro. It's going to be curious to see how this works because Sean is all about 
team and camaraderie and after the game everybody's dancing together and having a good time together and he's adopting a prima donna a guy who's married to a celebrity a guy who's married to a pop star and I don't know how interested he is in being a team guy boy this could be something that could really spark some fireworks out in Denver man it can he's gonna be a team guy or someone won't be there next year and who knows nowadays you would think the player but the player has more. They, they come watch the player, not the coach. And the player's got a $200 million guaranteed contract that you can't get out but from under. Th- huh? that, look, potentially they could butt heads because Sean Payton will not allow uh, I mean, a guy to have his own office to watch film on his own and stuff. That that just won't happen. So uh, we'll, we'll see if they butt heads unless uh, Wilson can maybe say, look, I'm at the end of my career. This guy can come in and help me. Uh, produce in a lot of part of my, the stages of my career, so maybe I can just listen to him and if he respects him more than what he, they had there before. Be very interested to see how that plays out, but man, if you can't get along with Pete Carroll, who's as much of a player's coach as there yeah, is yes. in the entire league, that's yeah. that's troubling. That's, that's very interesting to see. Uh, let's catch a break. When we get back, we've got our weekend predictions, then we've got our betting picks. We'll also talk about Nichols. Man, Nichols is in a rut. They get beat up last night against UNO setting the stage for the weekend in the Southland Conference. is going to be tough, uh, but it's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere for the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses. Call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. 
We want to thank Chan Legitros for the time. We want to thank Damien St. Pierre for the time. And we want to also thank you all for your time. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We're going to the Golden Dome today. I wonder why they call it the Golden Dome. Like, they play in, like, a big arena? Like, have you seen it on tape? It's a big, big gym? No, I, I think – well, this is a new gym because uh, a few years back when uh, the big flood, they had uh, – a lot of stuff was redone. Okay. There's it's a sign of mine. So, uh, yeah, I think it, it was like a little dome they had over it kind of – I got you. Not like a super dome or nothing, but just a little yeah, yeah, yeah. dome top, yeah, whatever. I got you. But a lot of people out there listening, I know the game is going to be uh, live stream, but we also going to be there broadcasting the game on uh, 102.7. Yep. For sure, catch KLAB. Us. So if you want to um, listen to the, the the tarpon broadcast of the game, yep, we will be out there. We'll be, <clears throat> excuse me, we'll be having a good time and um, hopefully bringing home a W. That'd be uh, very interesting if the tarpons are able to make that happen. I was actually asked. So let me let me tell you guys this as I got asked earlier in the week and I never never caught up with this. Someone asked me if South Lafourche wins, they would play the winner between who and who. So let me pull up the bracket and do that for you guys. Uh, South Lafouche is the 22 seed. The winner of this game faces the winner between Sulphur and Bell Chase. Sulphur's number six. Bell Chase is number 27. You would think, in theory, Sulphur would win that game, but you never know. Bell Chase is pretty tough. Um, so that would be what? Another trip to Darrell's is what that would be. <laughs> That's out in West Louisiana, out to the Lake Charles area. I never thought of that, but yes, indeed. <laughs> So maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if that's how it all played out. I got some weekend predictions for you guys. Um, I think that Jake Paul is going to beat Tommy Fury this weekend. Damien and I were talking about that. Um, I just don't think Tommy Fury is battle-tested enough. I think Jake Paul has got a heavy right hand. I think he's going to get the win <laughs> in that bout. What's up? I'm just looking out the wind. I just seen the, the tarpon. Oh, tarpons are on the way? On the way. They didn't even stop and bring us a po' boy, Brody. If you're listening, shame on you. Um, For as much as I fed that boy. I know, right? You didn't even bring us no spaghetti, no nothing, man. Um, let's see what we got. In the NBA, I think my 76ers are going to beat the Boston Celtics this weekend. Uh, bro, I know that you're not a, a huge NBA guy, especially not until the playoffs, but the 76ers in Memphis last night, that was an awesome game. I'll show you a hustle play that my guy Harden made last night. That was It was incredible. 76ers get a big win there. What? Oh, Harden. One hustle play and you're going to – that's his the, career. Harden's one of the best players of all time. But a of hustle all play. time. <laughs> the Pelicans are going to lose to the New York Knicks tomorrow in Madison Square Garden. The Pelicans don't have any firepower out Zion. The Knicks are going to play tight defense. They're going to challenge Brandon Ingram and McCollum, and it's going to be a rough sledding for New Orleans until Zion gets back. I hope that I'm wrong about that. I genuinely do. I want them to have success, but I just don't see it right now without the big fella in the lineup. College basketball. I'm not going to lie to you. Nichols has gotten me worried. They have struggled. They lost to Corpus a couple weeks ago. Hey, we'll excuse that. That's the number one team in the conference. You lose to Commerce Monday. Uh, At home. Lose to New Orleans last night. Uh, they're missing Pierce Spencer. They're without a lot of different guys. Oh, truck showing me a parlay ticket. You dog. <laughs> you dog. You had an opportunity. You had a little bit too much faith in the Colonels. The overhit. If Nichols would have won, you would have won. Oh. 
Oh, so the, the Colonels let them down. The, Again. The Colonels are fourth in the Southland Conference. I'm telling y'all, Coach and I were talking about this during the commercial break. UNO is 6-10 and 10 in the league. UNO was struggling in the conference because their best player, Jordan Johnson, was out of the lineup. Guess who's back? Jordan Johnson is back. And last night, he scored 26 points and was incredible. UNO has won three in a row, and they have beaten top teams in the conference in all three games. They wrap up with Lamar and McNeese. Those are two lower-end teams. I would not want to face them in the single-elimination Southland Conference Tournament, especially knowing that Jordan Johnson's back in the lineup because, look, they started off the season strong when he was there. They started off the Southland 3-0. and Then he gets injured, the wheels come off. That's not a team that I'm looking forward to facing if I'm anybody else in the league. No, and that coaching staff's been there, done it before. Uh, experience could could matter in this tournament. So, yeah, you're right. And, uh, look, Coach Sless is one of, one of the best, especially around in this area. So he, he'll have his team ready to go, uh, ready to go and especially if they're hitting on all cylinders, uh, watch out for the privateers. Weekend prediction, Aaron Rodgers is going to announce this weekend that he's going to return to the Green Bay Packers. I think the darkness retreat will (laughs) uh, have done him some good. I think he will have seen some clarity. I think he's going to realize, hey, real darkness is being the quarterback for the Jets, and I think he's going to not want to go there. I think he's going to want to stay with Green Bay. I think we're going to get some clarity there this weekend. I know I say this every weekend, and it's a weekend prediction every weekend, and it's going to continue to be. A lot of teams in the top 25 are going to lose this weekend. Because none of the teams in the top 25 are any good. Like, there are, there are so many teams that are vulnerable. Who's to say UConn won't lose to St. John's tomorrow? Who's to say Creighton, who's the number 19 team in the country, won't lose to Villanova tomorrow? Alabama's number two in the country. They could lose to anybody. They're playing Arkansas tomorrow. Who's to say they won't lose that game? I think there are going to be a lot of top 25 upsets, including this one. My Tar Heels are going to beat Virginia tomorrow, the number six team in the country. They're going to defend their home floor. They need it. They're going to get it tomorrow at home against Virginia, who comes into the game struggling. No way. You don't think so? No. Okay. Well, we'll see. You're probably right. I'm probably just picking with my heart. Yeah, I think you are. Next weekend prediction. Next, you're going to pick the Cowboys to win. Let, well, well I'm, let, me, let me see what Vegas thinks about this. I'm curious. I'm, North Carolina may be favored in this game. Let me see. Virginia by two. So, yeah, see, they think yeah. it'll be. they think it'll be a good one. I think that Gonzaga tomorrow is going to beat St. Mary's. That's a matchup of two teams in the top 15. St. Mary's beat Gonzaga in the first game. Now St. Mary's has to make the return, the, the return trip to Washington. It's not going to go quite as smoothly. I think Timmy and the Zags are going to roll. How long has Drew Timmy played college basketball? He's 50. He's out <laughs> there still playing with Gonzaga. He has played college basketball since I was a child. And uh, he is now in his senior season. As long as Bennett, Bennett, Georgia. <laughs> right. As long as Bennett has been at Georgia. Very well said. He's played 126 games for the Zags. Um, and he's a senior averaging 21 points per game. They're going to roll over St. Mary. Let's get you all some betting picks here. Um, I'm not taking Nichols and a parlay against UNO. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, truck. Um, <laughs> How could you laugh at him? <laughs> man. You guys would laugh at me if I were in the same situation. You guys last week were making fun of my hoarseness and my inability to talk. That's the way that we do things over here. I like the Bucks minus one over the Heat today. Giannis is going to roll. Uh, I think the Bucks are going to take care of business. The Heat are not very good. Um, 
the Suns, man. Uh, let's go over 231 for the Suns and the Thunder. The Suns are really starting to crank it up a little bit. They've got Durant, who's not yet back in the lineup, but he's going to be next week. I think that they're going to be roaring into high gear. Let me tell you some college basketball that I like today. Uh, let's pull up the list. I like tonight. Uh, Georgia Southern minus one over Appalachian State. I think they'll get a win there. I like Xavier minus one over Seton Hall. On the road, I think Xavier is going to get the win. Um, and then the last college basketball betting pick that I'll give you today is my old guy, Richie Riley in South Alabama, plus five. I think that they're going to cover against Louisiana Lafayette tonight at 8 o'clock out in Lafayette. Brother, thank you so much for the help this week, man. Uh, we, it's really a, a big help to me to not have to be pushing buttons and answering phones and doing everything in between. Allows me to uh, stay behind the mic and do what we do best. Yeah, if you push the correct buttons, it only works. Had, we only had one error the entire week, man. We'll take that. Then look, you that kept, one, one too many. You kept the mice out of the studio. That's the most important thing. We didn't have anything in the traps this week. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Trucks, whatever. Uh, well, we got to turn them on. I'm on. I, I, I'm with you. No, we're on the same connection. Oh, okay. but I, um, I heard you had an experience with a moving trap. <sighs> Let me tell you something. I dropped an ink pen. I looked down at that trap, and I saw that that trap had a tail. It was moving? I was moving very quickly <laughs> towards the door. Told Buddy Miller, said, Buddy oh. Miller, I don't know what's in here, but you better come get it out. And he did. Now, now, just to go to show mm -hmm. how the upstanding citizen that Buddy Miller is, did Buddy Miller go and bring that trap into the garbage? Oh, no. He went and bring it straight to Susan and wanted to put it on her desk. I said, Buddy, you're going to terrify her, man. Buddy, we, we, we can't do that to Susan. It's a crazy, crazy business we're in. It is a crazy business that we're in. There's no business we'd rather be I don't know who would have screamed more, Casey or Susan. I put my money on Casey. The talent. Yeah. Look, as talent long, screams. I'm okay as long as it's stuck in the trap. If I'm seeing it on the counters, like Andrea told me one time, there was one walking across her desk. I'm out. Like the show's over. I could have a. I could have the president on the phones, and I, I'm out. It, the interview's over. We're done. Can't do it. When they cut hay next door, the mice yep. have to go somewhere, and they love. They love this big building. Huh. Hey, I can't help it. Oh, no, I'm not blaming anyone. No, I'm not. It, it is what it is, but whew, I ain't going to make me any braver for sure. <laughs> We're going to be at the Golden Dome today, 7 o'clock. We'll be live around 0645-ish. Uh, we'll be making that happen. Best of luck to the Tarpons if you guys are driving from here to there. Be safe on the roads. Have a wonderful weekend. Best of luck to all of our teams. Congratulations again to Vanderbilt for punching a ticket to the top 28. We also don't want to forget about our local baseball and softball teams playing this weekend. A lot of teams are going to be scattered around. Safe travels and good luck to you all. Uh, man, a lot going on, bro. Can't wait for Monday. Should have recap it all. Sports Corner tomorrow. Sports Corner tomorrow from 10 to 11.30ish. Yeah, I got to go to Nichols and, and do my Nichols stuff. Um, Talent. You guys are more than welcome to carry it on without me until noon. That'd be okay. Oh, that would be. Something. Oh, we're, we're gonna carry on. <laughs> yes. No, you. I wouldn't trust Coach and I by ourselves in this Not studio even for 20 on the minutes. air. Oh my oh. God. 
Okay. Well, yeah, we'll be on until 11.30. Stan is in... Maybe 11.29 now. <laughs> Stan's in Disney World, so we're not going to have him. Stan is visiting. Speaking of mice, he's mice. visiting the mouse. Uh, so we will be making it happen. We'll be recapping all of the boys' basketball playoff results. And, uh, yeah, should be a whole lot of fun. Can't wait. Just uh, real quick, uh, tomorrow we'll be contacting Bent Marine uh, yes. on the Big yes, FM. Yes, yes. Uh, next weekend, 12 to 3... We're having, or they're having uh, an in-house uh, boat show. There's no boat show at the Dome or wherever they have it uh, this year. So they're going to have their own, uh, the old Schwagman on Airline Highway, Bent Marine. And uh, Gus is going to be doing a remote. But we're going to be talking to one of their uh, managers tomorrow during Sports Corner, uh, teasing next weekend's awesome. uh, remote. So... And I understand that tomorrow a legend's doing their game on Nichols Radio. Uh, he, I think he just got the boot. Oh no! <laughs> oh, well yeah. then, never mind. Uh, never uh, he, mind. he may, he might still be doing it, Jeff Boggs. But uh, there's some uh, technical issues, but we're gonna work through it. Okay. Well, I'll be on TV tomorrow, uh, and working the boys and the girls, the men and the women, doubleheader. Truck's got a ride grin. I got a feeling I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be doing a little more work than what I, I think, think I'm going to be doing. I think you're going to be doing TV and radio at the same time. Okay, well, yeah, we could do that, I guess. Let's put a pin in it before I'm doing TV, radio, and serving popcorn over at Nichols tomorrow. We've got the sports corner tomorrow from 10 to 12. We're going to the Gold Dome tonight. Casey, just going to wrap it up. Thanks for listening. You have a wonderful rest of the day. God bless you all. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. 